Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning and good morning to all of my fabulous, fabulous listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. And I am so happy to be talking with you this morning. This is another fantastic day, my listeners, that God has given to us to do many positive, positive things like say hello to your neighbor or a stranger, like to hold the door for someone to take another look at all of the things that we have yet to complete to mend broken bridges that will help us to move forward and upward in our lives. And just remember that each day is a blessing. Now, how in the heck are you guys out there? You know, I am hoping that you all are doing just fine. And for all of you out there who, you know, who are dads, I certainly hope that this past Sunday was a celebration that was fun and filled with love and a, number of great memories as well. And um, unfortunately, uh, my dad, uh, he transitioned in 1971. But nevertheless, you know, um, I was thinking of him uh, lovingly and, and um, deeply this past uh, Father's Day, as I think of him often. And, um, and I'm just so happy that he was my father. Okay. Now, I did an announcement, listeners, that um, I will be broadcast on the, on the first Thursday of each month. So I'm just kind of re- reiterating that for those of you who maybe did not hear my show last week. And if you didn't hear it last week, you know, you can always pull it up and listen to it. That uh, starting in uh, the month of July, I'm going to be uh, broadcasting one um, day a month. And, um, and because of the holiday, though, in July... I will be reporting on the 11th of July. Otherwise, the first Thursday of each month is when I will be broadcasting. And the reason is, listeners, is because I'm going to be attending law school starting this September. And I also am uh, and I also announced earlier this year that I will be uploading on YouTube my dinner table conversation. So that's going to be put on hold, too. I just need to get. Um, you know, my footing uh, in the in the classes and then, you know, who knows, um, you know, all of this is subject to change, um, you know, in the near future, you know, and I just want to get some of these classes and things up under my belt. OK, and just reminding you that change is good. It's good to have change. All right. Speaking of change, are you all out there ready for this upcoming election? Are you certain you know where your voting places are? And please, I know that it, you know, may be an imposition for some of you listening to me. But for me, the best way to make sure your ballot are, you know, your ballots are counted is to physically go out and vote. You know, listeners, because if you notice when they're doing these elections, the mail-in votes, for example, are not counted as they are still tooting a winner and all votes have not even been counted for my military overseas. Come on. You know, that's not right. So this is very important. This 2020 election is extremely important, listeners. Okay? So I want you guys to make sure that you are registered to vote. 
that you know where your voting uh, places are and be sure you keep apprised of that because, you know, you got gerrymandering going on. You got all kind of other negative switcheroo crap going on. So be sure that you, you know, keep up with it. Okay. Now, as usual, I am going to have a great show for you today along with my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, as we're going to be talking about up-to-date, interesting, educational, and controversial topics along with my dinner table conversation suggestion. So just relax, my listeners, grab some coffee and tea, and stay tuned in to my show. Okay, let's get into my dinner table conversation suggestion, which is a report from the New York, New York Times. Ugh, I can't talk this morning. <laughs> which is a report from the New York Times and uh, titled Racist Comments Calls Conservative Parkland Student a Place at Harvard by Patricia Mazzi, dated June 17, 2019. Now, the report goes in part like this. Of the many student activists who emerged from the tragic shooting last year at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Heights, School in Parkland, Florida, Kyle Kashuv stood out as a conservative defender of the Second Amendment surrounded by classmates who were mobilizing for sweeping new controls for guns. Now, he used that distinction to get meetings with the likes of Trump and successfully pushed for what he believed would be more effective federal legislation to improve school security and help detect potential threats of violence at schools, as he proudly related in his admission essay to Harvard College. Now, in the essay, he described hiding in the classroom closet during the February 2018 rampage in which 17 people were killed. He said he learned about the deaths of his classmates one by one and chose to, to devote himself to activism afterwards. Now, on Monday, Mr. Kashow revealed on Twitter that the university this month rescinded his admission offer over a trail of derogatory and racist uh, screeds that it turns out Mr. Kosho of 18 wrote as a 16-year-old student months before the shooting that would turn his high school into one of the most famous in the country. Now, Mr. Kosho has apologized for his comments, listeners, when they became public last month. He did so again this past Monday as he announced Harvard's decision on Twitter. If followed, he said, a campaign against him organized political opponents and former classmates who long ago stopped being his friends. Now, hopefully people have the goodness in their hearts to forgive me, Mr. Kashyyyk said in a telephone interview. I really hope that, he says. What I said two years ago isn't indicative of who I am. Now, some conservatives decried um, Harvard's decision as unfair listeners. Once again, thrusting the fraught issue of college admission into the public eye. And the rescinded offer raised a question uniquely relevant to the digital age. Now, a Harvard spokesman declined to comment, citing college policy on, on discussing an individual's applicant's admission status. In 2017, the college rescinded admission offers for at least 10 other applicants who had shared sexually explicit and other offensive means and messages in a private Facebook group. You know, your employers, listener, and um, are also looking at what it is that you tweet and, and other social media comments, okay? Now, Harvard informs students upon their admissions that the college reserves the right to withdraw its offer for several reasons, including 
if an admitted student engages or has engaged in behavior that brings into question their honesty, maturity, or moral character. William R. Fitzsimmons, who is the Dean of Admissions and Financial Aid, cited maturity and moral character in informing Mr. Koshov of the rescinded admission offer is what they got him on. After careful consideration, he said, the committee voted to rescind his offer to Harvard College. Mr. Fitzsimmons wrote in a letter dated June 3rd, which Mr. Koshov shared on Twitter. It says, we are sorry about the circumstances that have led us to withdraw your admission, and we wish you success in your future academic endeavors and beyond. Okay. Now, they did, um, they did, uh, um, uh, did, you know, uh, read, we send two other, um, uh, peoples, as I said, um, who had, uh, wanted to join, uh, Harvard, but they said, no, they're not going. But get this. So on Monday, Mr. Cashel's defenders noticed that it was two other people. One was named Jacqueline, um, Corin and David Hogg. Now, David Hogg, um, Mr. Koshov had a 4.2 grade uh, average and scored 1270 on the SAT test, while Mr. Koshov said in the interview that he had, get this, a 5.4 GPA and a 1550 SAT score. Now, he said he told Harvard that he apologized unequivocally. He said he could not recall what he had written beyond what his former classmates had made public, and he had no record of the conversations himself. Really? He says, my intent was never to hurt anyone, Mr. Koshov wrote to the college. I also feel I am no longer the same person, especially in the aftermath of the Parkland shooting and all that has transpired since. As always, please go and read this article in its entirety, um, listeners, as I feel that this is a good topic for dinner table conversation with your family and friends. And here are some questions, okay, that perhaps you may want to use along with other questions of your own pertaining to this topic. First of all, are you familiar with the story? And if not, enlighten them with information that will add to a good discussion. You always want to have a good discussion at your table. Here's one question. Do you feel that Mr. Koshol was treated fairly? Relating to his particular situation and in the wake of social media, if a person has stated something a few years ago, that was hurtful and racist at best and now has a change of heart and mind, do you feel they should be given another chance? And if yes, why? And if no, why? In this case, the powers to be at Harvard took a chance. They took a stance to curtail the continuous amount of racism and hatred that is growing in our country to not infiltrate their school grounds, and they are making certain that the environment and the students in which they govern understands that the acceptance of anything from potential students that is out of the realm of which they state in their rules and regulations were correctly dealt with and how they dealt with Mr. Koshol. Do you agree with this statement? Okay. Now, as usual, if this is not a, a, a topic you would like to discuss, which I think is a very good discussion, particularly if you have, um, um, children that are getting ready to go to college and or are in college. I think this is a good discussion, but just come up with one of your own. Okay. The whole premise is to have a dinner, con- dinner table conversation. People put down the devices and they engage in conversations as a family. All right. I want to bring on my guest. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. 
He is the world's best mental health therapist, and he is a frequent guest on my show. Good morning, Reginald, and thanks for being with us. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Glad to be here. Fantastic. All right. Now, I want to start, Reginald, with the report that is out of California. And mm-hmm. um and, and I, I discussed this before on one of my other programs, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. now I'm doing a, a another report, you know, and this is an mm-hmm. article that's titled Homeless in San Diego can park overnight at New Safe Parking Lot in Mission Valley. Now that's in San Diego. The new lot is the first in San Diego safe parking program to accommodate RVs. Now this was uh published by CBS News uh eighteen. And uh, it was updated on June 17, 2019. And it says in part, excuse me, that people in the vehicles have a new place to park in San Diego, which was unveiled Monday and opened for the first time around 6 p.m. Now, whether it's a van lifer or a, or a person down on their luck, the city is allowing people to stay in a new overnight safe parking lot located in Mission Valley. Now, Mayor Kevin Falconer's office announced last week that the city would be unveiling the third safe parking lot Monday, which is the first to accommodate RVs. Now, the lot uh, is part of the city's safe parking program. And personally, um, listeners, I think that this is a good idea. You know, the article goes on to say, Reginald, that a statement from the mayor's office read in part, like the other two parking sites, this lot will include access to case managers, housing specialists, and more. Now, the mayor... Uh, says he was joined by council member Scott Sherman and representative from Jewish family service for the announcement at the mission Valley parking lot located near SDCCU stadium. Now, just last month, Reginald, the San Diego city council voted to reestablishing a ban that restricts people from living in their vehicles on city streets with the exception of certain designated lots. Now, the lot is located near the corner of Friars Road and Mission Valley Drive, and it will operate between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. and and can accommodate up to 80 RVs or 200 standard vehicles. Okay. Now, Reginald, do you think that this is a sign of what is actually happening in our country, that there is a lot of, you know, there's a large number Regional of citizens that are having hard times and these hard times that are being uh, experienced by our citizens does not get reported as broadly as it should because of Trump's tweet and other nonsense that he and his tiny, small mind administration talks about, you know, and the real facts of what's going on in our country get lost, in my opinion, Reginald, because the media spends its most valuable, valuable time reporting on this stupidness in the White House instead of the facts that really matter, like what I just talked about, and that's really happening in our country that is affecting our economy, such as this report. Your comments, Reginald? Well, if this is happening in in San Diego, um, you know, it's happening in other parts of the country as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be it New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, you know, whatever, some of the larger metropolitan cities. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea. And um, having, uh, you know, assistance out there, housing assistance, case managers and things like that, you know, to assist mm-hmm. people. Because um, nobody wants to be homeless. 
nobody uh, wants to not have a stable environment that, um, you know, that, that they can live in, that they could, um, you know, be safe and feel good about. So um, I think it's a good idea. Um, any city uh, workers or administrators, whoever, who have something against this, it is so many times they just want to sweep it under the rug and not show it. And, you know, well, let's go, don't come over here, go over there, you know, where, mm-hmm. somewhere where it can't, where it can't be seen kind of out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, this is mm-hmm. indicative to what's happening in this country where a lot of people are, um, you know, struggling day to day and living paycheck to paycheck. And some people are living, from you know, under paycheck to paycheck. Okay, that's a new word mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm coining. Under paycheck to paycheck. So, so it is our responsibility to help those who uh, are less fortunate than ourselves and struggling. Uh, you know, the Bible says, "I am my brother's keeper," and I totally feel that way, just personally, that I am my brother's keeper. And however, I can assist someone. That is my job as a human being. To assist anybody who I can help. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the thing is, is that it is a growing, uh, it is a growing problem in our country, as I have stated uh, be- uh, earlier. Um, you know, regarding this topic, that I did discuss about um, the people that were parked along El Camino Real um, there in Silicon Valley. Now, we used to live in Silicon Valley. Um, in, in California. So we know exactly where, where that is. It's, a, you know, supposed to be a very prominent area, but people are, you know, leaving their houses and renting them out, but they're living in their cars and or, you know, RVs because they actually can't afford to live in their house. Okay. So this is, these are things that, that need to be talked about. These are things that need to be brought to the forefront to the people here in this country to let them know what really is going on, what really is happening. Okay. So, you know, I feel bad for the, you know, um, uh, you know, these individuals. And this is why when president Obama was in office, that he passed a lot of, um, a lot of laws and things that would help individuals that were making $250,000 a year, you know, because our, 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 our middle class is just dissipating by the day, okay, and uh, it's good getting to be to the have and the have nots, which is something that you know Bush was tooting. That's what he wanted, you know what I mean. But people say, "Oh, wow, you're making two hundred fifty thousand a year. It's a lot of money." No, it isn't. Let's you know start taking out the taxes and start taking out all of the other requirements for your living and 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 um how you know and savings if you if you can, you know. Uh, just uh, the other week, Reginald, I was discussing with you that I read in uh, an article about that people said that if they had a $400 emergency, that they would actually have to struggle to get that $400 to accommodate that emergency. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and then, of course, yeah, I'm sorry. And then, of course, Reginald, they rescinded that like, oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, Other Americans said, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Some Trump supporter came in there and jumped in on that because it is true. It is true. People are struggling. If you if you have your eyes open in this country every day, you can you can see that people are struggling. I'm sorry, Reginald. What were you going to say? Yeah, well, you know, not only a four hundred dollar emergency, a hundred dollar emergency. 
uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And they're, you know, trying to live and keep a roof over their head, keep food on the table for their families and things like that. And things are just so expensive. And a lot of these people who are sitting in these rallies with, with Trump, if they had a $400 emergency, they would be up up the up, up Shit's Creek themselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're sitting out there uh, waving the flag and their, you know, mega hats and all of this stuff, you know. But those are the same people. If they had an emergency, they would struggle as well. So mm-hmm. but when you when you're focused on on hatred and racism, mm-hmm. that's all you're focused on is hatred and yeah. racism. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. that's that's your main focus and, and those are the people that he's that he's going after. Exactly. You know, these are the people mm-hmm. that he's going after. Um and it you know, it's it's blame blame the brown person, uh blame the um you know blame the uh, the female uh, because she got the job and you should have got the job or that brown person got the job and you should have got the job I mean you know that right you know and and in the meantime uh-huh. they're exactly. they're 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 screwing you you, you mm-hmm. know um it's, mm-hmm. but but they but this is classic racism this is things that have been used in Nazi Germany other parts of the world when you're exactly. uh, you know trying to vilify the other person mhm exactly and you know because i was going to say exactly you know what you said you know that this is that these people at their rallies at this rally like this last rally Reginald, they're saying oh he had 20,000 people i don't believe that that's bullshit how come the camera never pans over you know uh anything like that and uh but it's simply because they align themselves with the same racist and hatred ideologies period these people are suffering they're just like you know so many americans who can't afford their 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 health care uh, payments. They can't afford to buy their health care um, uh, medications. You know, they're barely uh, paying their their um, light and their gas and their rent or their mortgage. But because they are so filled with hate, that's what they're that's 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 the whole thing right there. That's the whole thing right there. All right, brother, let's move on to the next topic. Nancy Pelosi. All right is still not in favor of impeaching the that thing in the White House that was built by slaves. More and more Democrats are coming up to the plate and stating that they are in favor of impeaching Trump. Personally, I think that Nancy does not want to have a good um, amount of concentration on um, averting time, monies, and efforts, Reginald, for the impeachment process. That could have a huge probability on making certain that he is not going to be back in the White House this time next year. I feel that she is a smart cookie and she knows that he is a blundering idiot. And she already stated many times that she wants to see him in prison versus being impeached. Now, there are so many things that this Congress, Reginald, as you and I have talked about, can impeach this thing on. You know, uh, just what he stated in the recent interview with George Stephanopoulos of ABC News this past week. You know, he doesn't know that accepting any information from a foreign country is a felony. He thinks that it is nothing wrong with listening to 
listening to what another country is telling him. You know what a maroon he is. He is consistently downplays, you know, our intelligence organizations, Reginald. And we talked about that so many times, and that is wrong. Um, as he was talking with George, he kept saying, you know, about Oppo research. And you and I, I think, discussed this on the on the last show, Oppo research. You know, he just kept saying it over and over again, you know, because he thinks that George doesn't know what Oppo research is. In actuality, he has no idea what he's talking about. You know, he meaning that thing in the White House that Slaves Bill admitted that he would engage in obstruction again right there. He said it. He consistently states that our own governmental bodies that keep us safe, Reginald, have no idea of what they are talking about, such as the FBI and other governmental bodies uh, as well. And his comments are, to me, despicable and unwarranted. And with so many conversations and things he has said on tape is more than offensively ridiculous. And he has never made any account accountable he has never been made uh, accountable for his actions, Reginald, as he really feels that he is above the law. Your comments, Reginald? Sure, he feels he's above the law because the Republicans then are allowing him to to do it. I don't know what more Nancy Pelosi needs. Now, I like Nancy Pelosi and all of that stuff, you know, but however, it's time to, time to crap or get off the pot. I don't know, you know, stop using the excuse, well, Bill Clinton was impeached and it didn't hurt him. Donald Trump is not Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton did, didn't confer with, 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 with Russians. You, you know, he Thank didn't you. take information and all of this, you know. So he, he, here's, here's the thing that just blows my mind. He sits there and says that he would take information. He would listen to information. Okay. Uh huh. Isn't this what the Mueller part of what the Mueller report is about? That he claimed that he didn't. He claimed mm-hmm. that he didn't. He claimed that there was no meetings, and 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 if there were a meeting, they were talking about adoptions, and and he wasn't there. And, and then he turns around and says that he would, you know, listen and accept this, this information. So it's yeah. just amazing just how dumb he is, you yeah. know. To me, that shows that you lie. You did take this this information because if you're saying no collusion, uh, but mm-hmm. you're saying that you would do this. The other thing, he's sitting there telling George that Mueller said no obstruction, no collusion. Oh, I did read it, George. You need to read it. Dude, you know <laughs> damn well you didn't read that report. I saw the book. You know, I'm going to purchase okay. it for damn near 500 pages. You're going to tell, so he tells George that he did say it and he should read it. George said, did you read it? Yes, I read it. You should read it too, George. But see, he's a, such a habitual liar that lies just come naturally out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. It's as natural mm-hmm. as, as going to the bathroom, him mm-hmm. lying. But Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi needs to, I, I don't know what more he has to do. What do you have to wait till Putin is living in the White House? And the way he just disrespects the intel community just makes my skin crawl. The CIA, the FBI, these people who are good. You know, they don't talk about all of the stuff that they find, and rightly so. So, exactly. And, and if we knew about some of the stuff, some of the attacks and things that these people have, have, have stopped, it would probably curl our hair. But he's exactly. sitting there 
disrespecting these people who are keeping this country safe, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just mind blowing. It's just, it's just, oh, it's just, I can't, I can't articulate the adjectives that I want to use right now for his stupidity and disrespect. Of it, of for, just for, disrespecting for this, the intel this, community. Yeah, for for the country. Period. You know, not only is it you know uh, finding the correct adjectives and verbs, you know, and verbs and all the other descriptions, but how agitating it is for me. You know, as you know, as you know, you and I have talked about um, uh, many times. You know that, and and I said yesterday that he says that he says this is what he's saying, listeners that our intelligence agencies, you know, the FBI, you know, he, when he was talking with George with being all white around the eyes and his orange face and he's making all these facial um, um, facial movements, he looks like an idiot. He says that our intelligence agencies did not have the wherewithal, basically, this is what he's saying, this is my summation, he does not have the wherewithal to accommodate Every action that could be a potential threat against this country, Reginald. I mean, you know, you understand understand what I'm saying? So that's saying to other, you know, to our, you know, to our, uh, 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 you know, to to Russia and and Kim Jong-un and everybody else who doesn't like the United States. Oh, you know what? We're just sitting ducks. So you guys could just come in and our intelligence agencies, you know, they're not intelligent. Okay, and that, uh, you know, he can he can do a better job at handling these kinds of things than the than our intelligence agencies. Reginald, this is what I get out of the conversation. What about you? He's just telling them, come on in. Exactly. You know, that was cold to say, look, you know, let's just do it. You know, come on in. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're selling the soul of this country. For mm-hmm. an election, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's simply that they have mm-hmm. sold the soul to this country for an election because, you know, the Russians are sitting there waiting that they're going to do it again. Oh and, yeah. And any anybody else, be it South or North Korea or whoever, that's his code of saying. Because what has he done since the last election to thwart what the what the Russians did? Nothing. Mm-hmm. He did absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing but lie about it. Exactly. So, you know, get ready, people, get ready, because it's going to happen again. And the Republican Party, not only Trump, the Republican Party are sitting there waiting, willing and able to assist them. And exactly. the people sitting there in his rallies, do you know what's happening or do you even care what's happening? You know, I don't think they even, I, I think it's a combination of both. They don't know what's happening. And they don't they care don't, what's happening. They don't care One what's happening. One guy sat there and said that, 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 that Trump never lied about anything. And the mm-hmm. guy at the rally, what did he lie about? He hasn't lied about anything. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You, <laughs> see, you know. But so, see, that's the, that's the Kool-Aid, that's the Kool-Aid, Reginald, that they, that they're, that they're drinking. Just like at, at this rally, you know, of course I didn't, I can't. I just can't. And I'm just being honest with you. I cannot listen to the devil. So, you know, he was saying stupid things like, you know, to these people out there, you know, oh, they're going to, oh, they're going to, you know, be, you're, they're not going to, it's going to be bad for you if they get into office. It's going to be bad for you. You know, the same stupid rhetoric 
that Putin says and and all the other stupid German leaders that came before and said to their people, and that's how they corralled them into, you know, being whipping posts, okay? So the thing is, is that, as I said before, Reginald, the media, I'm blaming them, okay? I'm tired of every time he puts up a tweet, there it is, all right? They need to talk about what's really happening in this country, like what we just got through talking about, how people are actually living on the streets, you know, of this of this country. And like this one woman at the rally saying, well, look at the economy, what he did to the economy. Excuse me. All right. Uh, that was not him. This is still Barack Obama's playbook. And these companies are not stupid. They know that what he did is working and they're going to do it to the best of their ability. What is it that he has done? And I asked this question before. Reginald, what is it that he has done to help catapult the citizens of this country to live better lives? If he got jobs going, how did he do it? How the fuck did he do it? Why don't they, why don't, why isn't he asked any of these questions, Reginald? And I'm tired of the media pussyfooting around with this idiot. This is serious business. This is serious business. The man is not stable. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Your comments? Well, because the media, they're afraid that he might send a Trump, he might send a tweet about them. Who gives a rat's ass? So I would be, I would be happy for him to, one thing I, you know, look, Ocasio Cortez, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of hers. Because I have to give it to her. You know, she's out there. She's out there talking about these things. She's out there with hearings. And she's not, you know, Trump sent a, sent a, uh, a tweet to her a couple of days ago. She was right back on it, you know, right back on his, on his neck. And after she said what she said to him, she said, bye, you know, and mm-hmm. he hasn't responded back to that. He hasn't, you know, so, so the media, they're sitting there afraid that, oh, he may send a tweet about me or a tweet about us. He's talking about you anyway. He calls you the enemy of the people. Why are exactly. you accepting this? Why exactly. are you, if you're head of NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, C-SPAN, whoever, why are you sitting there accepting the fact that he says that he's the, that, that you are the enemy of the people? Now, this is the same thing that all dictators well, do. You know, Mussolini yep. was 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 a newspaper man before before he before he was the head of of, of fascism in 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 Italy. So mm-hmm. so Mussolini knew how to manipulate, um, you know, the news media. He knew how to vilify <laughs> the news media, and they're mm-hmm. doing the same thing. This isn't exactly. fucking this isn't fucking rocket science. If you have a fifth grade education in history. You should you should see this or know this, but they're just but, sitting there accepting and, and, it, and it's, it's just, it. it's just and, terrible. But, and but Reginald, the other thing too, uh, point that I'm going to make, and then we need to move on because I have some more things to talk about, which probably includes his dumbass. But anyway, he was saying right there at his stupid racist rally, you know, the enemy, you know, and then he was pointing to him. There it is, right there. All that fake news. He was pointing right there. 
I, why in the hell don't they shut their goddamn cameras off and fucking go home? You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? He was saying these things and pointing his finger, that little short, crooked finger, waving it back and forth and, car- and carrying on, you know. And 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 he and 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 I I would have just, if I were the network's powers to be, I would have said, that's it, let's go. He's calling us this and he's calling us that. Let's go. I would just stop fucking reporting on this fool. None of this. It was something really serious and meaningful. Otherwise, I wouldn't report it. I wouldn't put up any of his dumbass tweets. And the person who's the power to be over tweet, they need to close his account down. He's supposed to be the president of the United States. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's supposed to be the president of the United States, which I don't like saying that word, Reginald. Why is he tweeting? He'll tweet, oh, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that's supposed to become law or something? Stupid ass shit. I swear to God. Okay. Let's move on. What about the children at the border? Okay. Do you all listen to me when I'm telling you about the children that are at the border is like another form of slavery? Okay. Now, it was reported recently by CNN.com News that a family was separated from their child who was four months old. And this this child was known as the youngest child separated at the border from their parents. And it was being investigated. Now, this is also um, the investigation was conducted by the New York Times. Now, a New York Times investigation reveals a four-month-old baby was taken from his father who was seeking political asylum, uh, might be the youngest known child separated from his family at the U.S.-Mexico border. That child was separated for five months before being reunited with his family. He was under foster care and taken from Texas Regional to Michigan. Now, I understand that the child is now reunited with his parents, and on this same vein, this thing in the White House is saying that he is going to exit Get this, Reginald, and you know, he's so stupid. Millions out of this country. What is he talking about other than those who are lost and hateful like he is, Reginald? You know, I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Angela Rye, in an interview I saw yesterday, she called it, called them concentration camps. Thank you. And they are. Thank you. And they are. And she read the definition, the definition of concentration camp. Mm-hmm. What Angela Rye and Acacia Cortez are saying are things that these people who are running for president on the Democratic side uh. need to be talking about. It's time for some of you all to go because Thank you're you. not talking about a damn thing. You know, you're Thank trying you. to sit on the fence. Because they're afraid of a tweet also, I guess. I don't know what you're afraid of. I don't know why you're afraid of controversy. You know, you're going to have controversy if you're running for the highest office in, 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 in the land. Or, or if you're running for dog catcher, you're going to have controversy of the person who doesn't like you or want to vote for you. But if you're not out there and you're going to talk about the issues that need to be talked about, go away. Go exactly. Away. Nobody exactly. has time for that. Nobody has time for that crap. You know, so right. why are you there? Mm-hmm. We don't have time for you to ego trip because, oh, I'm running for president. You know, we don't have time for that. But some of them are going to have to drop out soon because they're not going to have the 
the amount of things that they need for uh, a secret service, for matching funds and things like that. A lot of them need to drop out. If you're not mm-hmm. talking about the, there's so many things in this country. There's so many issues, starting with nepotism, starting with the emoluments, just on and on, that you, you should be talking about day in and day out. Like you and I were talking about the other day, him saying what he said to George Stephanopoulos. Y'all yep. should be talking about that day in Still and day today. out. I haven't heard one of them say anything nope. about it. You nope. know, so nope. what are you there for? Go exactly. fucking away, away if you're not going to be out there talking about the issue. Exactly. Here's my thing. This person is a red and white corpuscle person. However, he's in that segment of one of the dumbest human beings that I've ever, in, you know, known about in my life. He's just plainly stupid. You know what I'm saying? And you and I talked about this. I don't understand why they won't, as you're saying, Reginald, and you and I talk about this. It's so damn frustrating. Why they won't come up and say, they're, they're all saying the same thing. They're all saying the same damn thing. And this is what, I'm a car-carrying Democrat, okay? But this is what pisses me off, is that, you know, they don't, they don't get behind one another. They don't get behind one another, you know, because they need to get behind one another because that turtle is running again for office, Mitch McConnell, and they need to make sure that he doesn't get in again. It's not going to be as easy for him as it was the last time. Of course, the news media is not reporting on that either, Reginald, about his opponent, you know, who is who has gained a lot of momentum. I can't think of the person's name right now who's gotten a lot of momentum on him. You know, it's not it's not going to be a open and cut, you know, closed case. Okay, well, this is good. Okay, I'm fine. I'm I'm back. Me and my turtle, and we're, we're back in again. No, it's not. And, you know, it's just... Uh, I'm well, telling. the person that he ran against last time, it was very difficult. So he mm-hmm. barely, you know, he barely got in. So they should be concentrating. I agree. They should be concentrating on exactly. him and, and exactly. making sure that they back the person. As he said, that I'm going to make sure that Barack Obama is a one-term president, okay? How about them concentrating on getting his ass out of office? The because how he's putting exactly. in these these federal judges and things like that, that's some dangerous stuff that's going to affect us for the next generation. Exactly. So, so and, exactly. And, 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 and the Me Too movement, where the hell are y'all? Okay. Thank- where, 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 where the hell are y'all? You can sit around and talk about Jesse Spillett, but, you know, him putting in all of these uh, uh, judges and things like that, that's going to affect a woman's uh, ability for choice on her body. You all have heard the church mouse pissing on cotton have, with stuff like that. Haven't heard, haven't heard a damn thing from them. But the thing is, is that they have so much, so much, Reginald, that they could be running on. Stop talking. Everybody's talking the same damn rhetoric. They're all saying the same thing, walking back and forth on the stage, all bent over, talking the same thing. Let's talk about what really is fucking going on in this country and what really is going to happen if you don't do what you need to do at the polls. Talk about it. But none of them are doing it. And there's 75 of them in there. And it's ridiculous. Get the hell out and support the candidate or the remaining two candidates, let's say, that are the front runners. 
because you know you don't have a damn chance. And the thing is, is that it's all about the whole the whole spectrum. It's not just about you. It's about this entire country. People are going around talking this and that. We're not even going to be able to fucking breathe if we don't get this ecology together. People are going on with their lives like, oh, yes, I'm doing this, and I'm, yes, I'm having another baby, and blah, 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 blah. When my child grows up, maybe, maybe, you know, are you really looking at what's going on in our world, what's happening? Are you reading the reports of how much plastic we're breathing in on a daily basis? Come on. There's so much stuff that could be, that needs to be talked about. It's scary as hell, but it needs to be put out there. All right. Well, you know, people don't care. They're in their little, they're in their little bubble, and you know, but they well, need to have their bubble bursted because you can't asking, live in that bubble. Because when you can't breathe and you can't drink the water, and you know, and you don't have a job, the then you know, right, right, yeah, you can't eat the food. You know, you can't even cut your grass because. You know, the, the stuff that they put on your grass is going to cause cancer. You know, I don't know what more you have to have than to get your ass out there and vote. You need to vote this stuff out. And not only him, you know, all politics, I agree with what Joe Madison says a lot, that all politics are local. So you start there. You start, exactly. you don't just focus in on, 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 on Trump because, yeah, he needs to get the hell out. But your governorships, your United States senators, your your state senators, that's right. your mayor, that's right. hell, your aldermen, you know, you got you, you to trickle all down to there. Yep. Start at the base. Okay. Uh, okay, I want to get one more thing in. All right. I want to move on to another subject. Okay. I want to briefly talk about the incident, Reginald, that happened here in Phoenix with the police pulling out their guns and pointing them at young babies and a pregnant mother and kicking the father as the family exited out of a local family dollar store with a doll that had not been paid for. The parents claimed that they were ignorant to the fact that the child was carrying out the doll unpaid for. The child parents, Dravon Ames and his pregnant fiance, Aisha Harper, decided to sue the city for $10 million. This is a report by on Reuters by Jonathan Allen and Rich McKay, June 19th. 2019, it says in part the following. Phoenix police and city officials were met with shouts and boos at a community meeting on Tuesday over a viral cell phone video showing an officer pointing a gun at the parents of a four-year-old girl accused of shoplifting a doll. Mayor Kate Gallegal this week apologized to the family amid growing public anger over what rights activists says is the most the latest example of excessive police force against minority groups in the United States. The cell phone video that emerged last week showed a Phoenix officer drawing his weapon and shouting profanities at their father, mother, and two young children left a family dollar store on May 27th. The parents were unaware one of their girls took a doll without paying for it, according to the family. Police said they were tipped off to the theft by store employees. Now, residents at the meeting in the Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church became angry at the police chief, Jerry Williams, responded to calls for reforms in the department. She said 
change does not happen with the police department. It happens with the community, she said, according to media reports. Some people began shouting, fire the chief, and others got up and left the church as Williams spoke, according to video and social media posted by the ABC affiliate in Phoenix and the Arizona Republic newspaper. Okay, your comments, Reginald? The mayor needs to fire the police chief. Thank you. There you go. That's a start. That's a start. Investigation? What investigation do you need? It's it's recorded. Mm -hmm. Why are these police officers still on death duty or whatever? They should have been terminated immediately. Your Mm -hmm. behavior was out of control. It was toxic. It was hateful. Number Mm -hmm. three. Don't sue them for $10 million, sue them for $100 million. Thank you. Sue the dollar store. Sue the employee who called the police. Mm-hmm. It was a dollar doll. Okay, don't even use the term shoplifted. This is what, a four-year-old kid? You know, yeah. a four-year-old baby who sees something? That it, how many kids have, have you seen pick something, you, pick something up in, in the store? I was having my car wash the other day, a few weeks, this was a few weeks ago, and, and you know how they have little dolls and, you know, stuff in, in there. So there's a little mm-hmm. girl, she's probably three, maybe about three years old, maybe four, I don't not even four, and she had picked up a couple things, you know, a couple teddy bears and stuff, and was walking with them, holding them, you know, and, and, and dad, you know, um, you know, gingerly took them from her and, you know, put them back. That's what kids do. You mean mm-hmm. to tell me that the employee should have called the police because this girl picked up some dogs? But again, it wasn't a a a a, a kid that was a person of color, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so change needs to come in the community first. No, change needs to come from that behavior that the world has seen. So exactly. she needs to go. Exactly. It's like she has she being the police chief. It's like she had an attitude of, of what yeah. happened because this was brought yeah. to life. Well, well, you need to go. Period. Exactly. You need to go. It's, it's, enough, it's enough of this shit. I exactly. mean, it, it really is. What if, you know, heaven forbid, you know, something happened where, or, 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 or the, you know, the gun goes off or what? Oh, I thought it was my taser and not my, not my pistol or the standard. I felt threatened. You know, I felt my life was in danger. Really? Yeah. From, well, a, from a car full of a man and his, and his pregnant wife and their children? Exactly. Really? Now, here, here, here's the thing. I'm tired of these police officers getting death duty jobs after they know that they have gone against the rules, regulations, policies, procedures, and laws of the city in the manner in how a police officer should conduct themselves. And also, here's the other thing, that they were supposed to have been wearing body cameras. Now, I'm, you know, I remember it was some story about that, that they really didn't want to wear the body cameras or they, it was something about the, the, um, the, uh, uh, the amount of money that the city would have to spend for body cameras or whatever. And, and, um, it doesn't matter. The law is to wear body cameras at all damn times. And thank God for the individual who during this incident was recording this thing, okay? I love it for people to have their phones ready at all times, all right? 
be vigilant with that, everybody. Have your phones right. ready so you can record something that is not right and that you can help another individual who is in who is in problems, you know, have a problem or something like that, that you'll be able to uh, say, hey, I got the recording of what happened uh, during this incident with the police officer or if someone else is doing something to somebody, record it. I love it, okay? There's and, nothing, and, and, there's nothing, there's nothing, just a moment, there's nothing more better than having it right there in your face, okay? This is what happened, and then talk about what's going on. I'm also happy that somebody went out there and uh, the the woman that was on the phone suggested to go out there and get the children, you know, um, because it's 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 just totally ridiculous. The poor children were were scared and afraid, and um and um my engineer is telling me I have five minutes left. Uh, they were scared and afraid, and 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 you know they didn't need to be brought into that that type of circumstance. The police officer had no business kicking the guy in his leg and all of that, you know. So. I totally agree that I would have done something outrageous and said $200 million. You know, I would have said $200 million, you know, to bring them down because it, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, Reginald. Uh, your last comment and, you know, make it uh, a, a quick comment so I can, I want to try to get in one more thing. Okay. The lady was out of the car. Are you still pointing a gun while she's have her children with her and she's holding another child? Okay. Is, is she a threat? Holding her, and the officer tries to snatch the baby out of her arms. Why are you snatching the baby out of her arm? And to the mm-hmm. fact where it pulled the baby's arm out of socket. So mm-hmm. you know that. So you know, I mean, this 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 is just ridiculous. So, so what are you going to do? That's snatch child the baby endangerment. From, that's, that's, that's child, child abuse. So that's what are you going to do? Take the baby and slam the baby to the ground? You know, what was your intention of taking her child out of her arms? You had a bunch of police officers there. All of your guns were drawn. How is she a threat? Exactly. How is she a threat? You know, and she and yeah, thank goodness for the lady who was there who you know took the kids. But now these kids have to deal with with trauma. This is exactly. trauma. This is traumatic for them. So I don't know. Is is uh, you know a change has has got to come. This cannot continue. It, it exactly. Can't, it can't continue. It, it can't continue. Exactly. All right. Now, let's talk uh, very quickly about the Democrats. We had talked about some of that uh, earlier that are running for office. And is and is there anyone in the group that stands out for you right now who you would like to see as the front runner or front runners, you know, um, you know, for the for the Democratic Party? Joe Biden. That's, no, that's, the rest, that's me. The rest can go away. Exactly. And I'm and I'm saying it here right now. Joe Biden. That's it. And then I, I wanted to hit real quick. What are some of the issues you would like to see and hear Democrats run on during this upcoming um, election? For me, there are a tremendous amount of issues, Reginald, that need to be talked about, you know, uh, you know, right now. I mean, we've talked about some of that uh, already earlier, but um, I would like to see them uh, talk about a, a lot of things besides health care. OK, quit beating that. We know that 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 that's, you know, a thing, you know, health care. And that's why they keep talking about health care, health care, health care. But what about all the other things? Like I said, if this if this people are living on the streets, getting out of their houses and things in the largest state that's in this country, California, you know, it's happening in other cities. Let's not let's not be fooled by it. 
It's happening in other cities. It's not just California. It's happening in other cities. Let's, I want you guys to, because we're going to talk about this on my next program, uh, which will be July 11th, okay? Um, uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, the, the ecology, a lot of things that's going on in the ecology. Um, and I want you guys to get out there and research the parts per millions of plastics that we're breathing in and eating on a daily basis is scary. It's scary. It was really is scary. I don't know why they just don't outlaw plastics um, usefulness other than for, perhaps for things that it needs to be like for maybe the medical industry or something else. Otherwise, we don't need to have all these doggone plastics, you know, because remember, I did a report on plastics that I put in rice. Remember that original? That was a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. But I did a report on plastics that that are in rice. Come on now. And yep. then, you know, we got the surge of cancer and it's like, oh, why is cancer? Really? You, because we're breathing in and we're eating it all the time, you know. So uh, real quick, Reginald, uh, your, your comment, I got about uh, 30 seconds. Okay, I have a quick invitation for the, the head of the DNC and, um, and Vice President uh, Joe Biden. If you want to know what you want to ru- should run on and what people are talking about, I encourage you to contact us and have a meeting with us, us, I'm saying, my sister and I, and we can give you a laundry list of things that you need to be running on. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, in the it's that exactly, exactly. And stop going on these foo-foo shows that's not going to be um, fair and mindful in how they, they interview you, what it is that they say to you and, and things of that, things of that nature. We need to talk about what we need to talk about because this is very serious business. Okay. Thank you, Rachel, for being on my show. I really appreciate your comments. This is a great show. Um, I feel that it's very informative, although we may get a little bit loud and a little bit rash, but nevertheless, it's all good. I thank you listeners for listening to me. I thank my engineer for being the fabulous person that he is. Shout out to Dave. And I look forward to, to uh, talking with you guys in uh, you know July 11th. Remember I said that that's a holiday, the 4th of July. I will be back on the 11th of July. I love you guys. Be kind to yourself because that's where it starts and then be kind to others. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Make it a great day. <laughs>